With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome, welcome. It's the Jill on Money Show, Friday, April 7th. We're delighted you are joining us today. Thanks so much for doing that. This is the program that attempts to take the mystery out of your financial life. If you would like to join us on the air, all you need to do is go to the website, jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button, and there's a little box that says, do you want to come on the air? Check off that box, and you know what? We'll get you on the air. That's what Mark does. He's so great. While you're on the website, a few things to consider. The free weekly newsletter comes out every Friday, so today. And I think it's a wonderful way to kind of get yourself geared up for the weekend. Maybe check out some of the stories you missed in the world of the economy and finance and personal finance. Mark does a wonderful job of bringing all those stories together every single week. Also on the website, you can buy my book, The Great Money Reset. This is the book that really came as a result and grew out of my conversations with you guys. It is a way to think about big changes in your life, how not to go off the rails with this kind of a decision, make sure you don't blow it financially, and then hopefully we get you to do something different. So check it out, The Great Money Reset. You can buy it wherever you find your books and buy your books or just go to our website. And of course, as we've been talking about, our new service, Jill on Money Live, is up and ready to have more and more of you join us. We just recently had our first ever live webinar with Ed Slot. We talked in depth about the Roth converting, backdoor Roth, ideas around tax policy, some really good stuff. So when you join Jill on Money Live, you will have access to quarterly live webinars and you'll be able to go behind the paywall and see the extra content that we post. You can watch the previous webinars if you weren't able to join us for that one. It is all there, 35 bucks, it's a bargain. Now, speaking of IRAs and Roth IRAs, I do look at the calendar and notice that, uh, hmm, tax season creeping up. 
And yesterday I went on CBS Mornings to talk a little bit about those folks who need to think about filing those taxes. I know most of you have done it, but just in case, this is the segment that I did with Nate Burleson, Vladimir Dutier, and Natalie Morales. It really was a great segment. And uh, even if you've done all of your taxes, maybe a quick refresher isn't the worst thing in the world. We'll talk a little bit more on the other side of the segment. It's Money Watch. We're focusing on tax filing and what to do with your refund. Tuesday, April 18th is the last day to file for most Americans. More than 80 million people have already filed and more than 59 million have received their refunds. The average tax refund this year is more than 11% lower than last year due to the termination of COVID-19 relief measures. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger is here to talk about it all. Jill, good to see you. Good to be here. All right, so if you're like me, it's less than two weeks to go and you haven't filed yet, what should people be thinking about? Where should they start? Number one decision. Do I file with a standard deduction or am I an itemizer? Standard deduction, it's a set amount. It's statutory, meaning it's in the law and it goes up every year with inflation. Itemizing means you add up a bunch of different categories, state and local taxes, mortgage interest, charitable donations. If those total more than the standard deduction amount, then you're an itemizer. But that's pretty simple. It's just a list and a little bit of adding and subtracting. And you're saying people focus on deductions, but claiming tax credits is the way to go. Oh, my gosh. The tax credits are unbelievable. That's a dollar for dollar reduction in your tax bill. So some of the big ones that you've heard of, the earned income tax credit aimed at people who are mid to low earners, the child tax credit. I know it's a little bit less than it was last year, but it's still very juicy. There's a dependent and child tax credit. There's a savers credit. There's a tax credit for people who help pay their kids college expenses. These are vast numbers of dollars that the IRS says people leave on the table because mm. they're not claiming them. Oh, so important to, to really know where you can claim. Um, what are some ways, though, that people can use a refund if they, in fact, are expecting a refund? So we know the average refund amount is running at about $2,900. And frankly, gang, I have to go back to my boring old big three, and they're not yeah. boring, but we have got to get people to focus on using these dollars to beef up their emergency reserve fund, six to 12 months of your living expenses. You'll need that if things slow down in the economy, right. paying off your high interest debt, and then hopefully funding retirement to the best of your ability, especially if you work for a place that has a match. So speaking of retirement, a lot of people use their refunds to invest in their IRAs yep. or their Roth IRAs. For the people who don't know the difference, what is the difference? When you look at a traditional retirement account, it means you're getting a tax deduction today for the money you put in that account. Later, when you take the money out at retirement, at maybe 59 and a half is the earliest, but the government forces you to take the money out in your 70s, that's when you have to pay taxes at whatever the tax rates are in the future. A Roth, you pay the tax that's due today. Yep. The money gets invested. When you take it out later, there's no tax due. Why is this so important? Because the vast majority of tax experts and economists believe tax rates are probably going higher than where they are today. It's just the most likely path. 
All what right. about the markets? Because, mm. I mean, they are very volatile these days. But if you were to recommend areas to invest, where should Good they question. Work? The most important thing is to have a game plan. If you've got the time to be able to withstand the ups and the downs, mm-hmm. please, a nice diversified portfolio, some stocks, some bonds, some cash, not all eggs in one basket. Yeah. Vlad, I know you're an adherent. Save yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. And I feel a Natalie as well. I do. Just yeah. be really clear. You're going to have some bad times. Don't bail when things get hot. Yes, absolutely. And the crypto bros? No, I'm just kidding. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> messenger, always great advice. Thank you very much. So one thing I didn't get to mention in the segment is that actually tomorrow, this Saturday, the IRS is going to be opening many of its taxpayer assistance centers from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. all around the country. So you should check that out if you go to irs.gov. There's some notice around that. Um, it's called face-to-face help. So uh, it's really really a special thing when they have these centers open and you can get walk-in service for in-person help on so many tax matters. So uh, check that out. That's um, trying to, they're trying to squeeze in some extra weekend hours to help people get through this tax season. Okay. Also today, later this morning, there will be a jobs report. We will have the jobs report for March. It is expected that job growth decelerated during the month. You know, I'm seeing estimates of anywhere around 225 to 250,000 jobs, that the unemployment rate is likely to be at 3.6% or so. And uh, I'm thinking that maybe we're going to continue to see the drifting lower of annual wage gains. That always sounds sort of sketchy when I say that. Like, I know you're thinking, I don't want wages to go down. But remember, when wages are accelerating, that contributes to inflation. So this is just one of those metrics that the Federal Reserve is keeping an eye on because it could be evidence that maybe inflation will also slow down. Uh, Wages likely to increase by about 4.3% from a year ago. They peaked back in March of 2022 at 5.9%. Oh, and by the way, maybe you're wondering if we're going to see any of that bank instability in this report. Probably not, because the data collection period for the Labor Department occurs uh, through the 12th day of the month. And if you remember, maybe you don't, maybe you've blocked it out by now. Regulators actually took control of Silicon Valley Bank on March 10th. They shut down Signature Bank on March 12th. So I think if there's any evidence of a spillover from the banking situation, we probably won't see it until the April jobs report. So listen, we're going to have to wait and see, but... You know, we really need to see job growth slow down some. In 2021, the economy added an average of 562,000 jobs every single month. Last year, it was almost 400,000 every single month. So far this year, 355,000 per month in the first three months of the year. But we are likely to head lower throughout the course of the year. If any of this information is radically different from what uh, we think it's going to be, I'll let you know. But otherwise... Have a very good Friday and know that we are here. If you need some help, you just go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. We'll get your note. And every Friday, we like to do a little bit of our business. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Karen Kranick is our web queen. Mark Talercio is our executive producer. And we are distributed by Cadence 13. Please try to leave us a rating and review on Apple and lift someone up today. Change your work 
change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.